name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Now, if you remember last Sunday, I, I spoke about sanctifying grace. Sanctifying grace is truly something great, that the Holy Trinity lives in the soul, that God possesses the soul, and the soul is possessed by him, you might say. And yet, this great teaching of the church, this great reality that's in us of sanctifying grace, is sometimes hard to reconcile with what we see, perhaps in ourselves and in our children. In other words, the tendency to evil. After all, the child is baptized. He becomes the adopted child of God. And yet, we see, we see not angels, but we see children who have often bad tendencies, who are naughty, who do things they shouldn't do. How do we reconcile these two realities? What we see in front of us, and yet the teaching of the church that sanctifying grace makes you a child of God, and that sin is no long, longer there? Well, the answer is the fact that the sin is gone, but the effects of the sin are not gone. And that's a very important thing to remember. In other words, it's not a, a total one or the other. The child is the child of God, despite what, they, despite what they might do, despite the naughtiness that they might get into. But they do that because they are not, they are not purely good, but there are these evil tendencies that are left from original sin. I speak about, of course, very young children here. But it, it's in all of us. And when we sin ourselves, we just make that tendency worse. This is important to remember, though, when it comes to the up, upbringing of children, because a lot depends upon it, and we can be in great illusions about the up, raising of children if we don't take this into consideration. The effects of original sin are still there. The young child cannot control his own will and passions. He has them, but he cannot control them. That control can only come gradually through discipline, which the parents impose. So the parents then must discipline a child early in life in order to help them develop the control that they will, little by little, establish over themselves. So because of these tendencies of original sin and these leftovers from original sin, discipline is an absolute necessity. Now, when we speak about discipline, what do we mean? Well, it's not the same thing as punishment. Uh, discipline means a kind of learning 
A disciple is one who learns, and the two words are obviously related. So a discipline is a kind of training or learning. And for a child, it must begin from the very start of their life. We speak of discipline of the will. Because the will in a youngster has full strength right from the very beginning. Unlike the intellect, our intellect comes, um, you might say, of its age little by little, so that we don't come to the age of reason till we're five, six, seven, eight years old. The will has its strength and its power from the very start. And that's important to remember because if you think the will is like the intellect, you neglect discipline, bad things are going to happen. Whereas you cannot reason with your young child until they get a little older, and you can start reasoning with them little by little, discipline of the will has to start from the very beginning. Now it can take many forms, obviously words, um, even looks, and of course actions. Discipline is setting boundaries for the young will, setting limits. And the child is always secure when they know their limits. Discipline gets across also the fact that the parents are the ones in control. Unfortunately, today, um, many parents are frightened by discipline. They're frightened to give discipline. Either they have the wrong impression of it, or they're scared because they think it will harm the child, or perhaps harm the relationship between the parent and child. Well, that's, that's not true. Many kids, in fact, directly challenged parental authority within the first year to year and a half of their life. And we have to say it is willful, willful, willful disobedience. I'm not saying it's sinful because they have no knowledge of what sin is. They, they can't conceive that. But it is willful. It is willful. Of course, for an adult, for someone who has re reached the age of reason, something that is willful, willful and it's bad is automatically a sin. But that's not true of a, of a young child. But there are moments of willfully defiant acts which the youngster, in which the youngster must be disciplined. Because these are power struggles between parent and child, and the parent has to win. Firmness has to be used then, which is, of course, always tempered by love. But it's important that the parent not back down in these, in these little struggles of the will. They have to be won by the parent. Very important for the child that the parent win. For his future development and control over himself. Remember, at such times when you're dealing with youngsters, young children, reason, you can't reason with them, don't try. Uh, as they get older, you can start putting reason into it. But the child, by his action, he can't think it out, but what he's saying is, what if I don't obey? 
what if I want to do it differently? And uh, the only answer is to, of course, force them to, to comply to what is right, which is the parents' will. The little ones need to know two things. They need to know who is in charge, and they need to know that that same person loves them. And of course, love is all important. It's, it should be the, the motivating behind discipline. It should always be love. But there are moments when in every youngster's life, the parent's love has to take the form of discipline. Uh, there's nothing sadder than to see a youngster who has contempt for his parents. And why does that happen? Well, most of the time it's not from a lack of love that the parents have, but that there was a lack of discipline. So the kids, they need it, and in a certain sense, they want it. It's kind of like baptism. When you bring the, the infant to, the, to be baptized to church, they can't answer for themselves. They have godparents to do that for them. But if they could, if they knew what it was, and if they could answer for themselves, they would say, yes, I want that, I need that. Well, it's the same with discipline. They can't say it. They're not capable. But if they knew the great good that comes from it, they would say, yes, I need that. So, dear parents, don't be surprised when, when your children test you, even at young ages. That's normal. That's, it's in human nature. Some are worse than others, but um, don't be surprised Win those early battles. Win them for love of your child. It's important for parents to believe in the authority they've received from God as parents. That um, it is God-given authority, and when one and the kids do see God in you, because any time of real authority is a reflection of God. So the mother, and especially the father, is a reflection of God and his authority. If they grow up respecting your authority, they will probably also grow up to respect the authority of God in the church. Now I've stressed the need for discipline here. But as I was saying, love is also very important. There are some parents who have no problem disciplining, but they have a hard time showing love. It's not that they don't have it, but they have a hard time showing it. There are some others who over-discipline excessively, or they simply turn discipline into anger. Now, it's, it's really important that you understand everyone that discipline and anger are two totally different things. And you do not have to be angry to discipline at all. Um, in fact, discipline works a thousand times better if you're not angry. Anger does not motivate anybody. 
It's not the fact that you yell and scream that motivates your child. It's the fact that you might do something or that you do do something. It's not anger that motivates, it's action. You have to be willing to take some kind of action. And if you do, you'll get good results. But you don't have to be angry. In fact, I think you can discipline almost without speaking. Someone who is very good at it. But action is absolutely necessary. Some kind of action needs to be taken, otherwise nothing will happen. No change in the child will happen. There won't be an improvement. But if you're willing to take the, the littlest action, whatever it might be, you'll see results for the good. So don't believe that discipline consists in yelling and screaming or getting angry. It, it doesn't. It's something totally different. That's anger. Um, of course, we all know cases. You know, the parent who screams, you know, this is the last time I'm going to tell you to do it. And five minutes later, again, this is the last time I'm going to tell you to do it. And nothing happens because they're unwilling to do anything. Whereas they could avoid all that frustration and anger on their own part if they were just willing to take a little action earlier. It's really up to you, dear parents. You know, you can give a child a hundred warnings before you take action. You can give them ten warnings, three warnings, one warning. But uh, whenever you reach the point where you take some kind of little action, that's the point where they will, will listen and you'll get results. So if you want to yell and scream 50 times before you take action, it's really up to you. It really is. Understand that well. That's important. You can save yourself a lot of trouble by perhaps giving one clear warning and then after that taking some kind of action if it's not obeyed. So follow up disobedience, not with anger, but with some kind of consequence. And as the children grow up, they will realize that there's a relation between behavior and consequences. And of course, there are many, many examples of that. But if you teach them that early on, it will be something they'll never forget. It is important to make the rules known, you know, as a, especially as the children get er, older. They have to be, the rules have to be clear. Um, disciplining without making the rules clear is obviously unfair to anyone, especially to a child. They have this sense of fairness. They grow up with that, and uh, they know if a, if a parent's disciplining out of anger or unfairness. So make, as the children start to grow older, make the rules clear. Set the boundaries clearly. And then uh, be willing to take some kind of action if they are, if they are disobeyed. The last important point would be, please distinguish between what is willful disobedience or willful defiance of, of, your, of your will and simple, simple 
childishness or carelessness or accidents. Dear parents, if you get angry over carelessness of your child or thoughtlessness or something that is accidental, that tends, it brings no good result. It tends simply to break the child's spirit and not to help them at all. Once again, you have to distinguish between two things here, their will and discipline should be aimed at their will, which needs that. It needs that to have the control, that will needs to be formed and shaped so that they can have control over themselves in their, in their life. But the spirit of the child, and the spirit is something quite delicate. And what I mean by spirit, I mean their, how they think of themselves, how they think of you, and their relationship with you, and uh, those kind of things. And that can be easily crushed. The will itself is strong and can take a lot of discipline, but the spirit is not. So make sure that when you, when you discipline or take your actions or words, that you aim them at the will and not at this crushing the child's spirit. For example, saying things like, why don't you just grow up? Or that was stupid. Those are not forms of discipline of the will. Those are aimed at crushing the spirit. And that does no good at all. Rather, if there's, if there's, dis if it's, and normally that kind of thing happens after an accident or carelessness. It's not something intentional on the child's part. There's no reason to get mad at that. We all do it. We all have accidents. Those things don't leave when you get older. Uh, don't get angry at, at carelessness unless it's willful. Aim, aim at, at what is truly disobedience, um, not something accidental. And aim your discipline at the will, not at the spirit. Discipline is primarily the responsibility of, of parents. You know, I would say that really, in my own opinion, the home is 90% at least. That if, um, if you don't get it at home, you're not going to get at school. School can't make up for it. Whatever the school be, even if you send your kid to a military school where there's nothing but strict discipline, they might get something, but they, it cannot make up for a real lack at home. You know, and what you might have is a scenario where the kid is disciplined at school, but then, of course, when school's over, return to, to old habits. That's because home is more important, much more important. Please be convinced of that, especially in those early years before they even go to school. Very important. The kind of discipline they get in then, the kind of um, habits that they form through discipline, very important. Of course, as, as children get older, the situation changes considerably, and that's a whole other topic. But I've, 
kind of address these words to parents of young children to help you realize that they need your help to form the control over themselves, over their own passions, over their own wills, and that they need, it has to be imposed by the parents at the beginning because the child has no control over himself, his wants, his desires, his passions at the beginning. It's not there. It has to be imposed from without by the parents and little by little, as a child matures, they gain that control themselves. If it's never imposed by the parents in the right way, or if it's imposed in a bad way, um, there will always be sad results. So don't, don't let your children grow up to be slaves of their own passions and their own whims. Give them, give them that discipline they need because you love them, precisely because you love them. It's like, you know, the child, is, as Archbishop Lefebvre said, is like the young tree. It often can't support itself or it starts to grow crooked or leaning way over. It needs the stake next to it to help it keep it straight and eventually, after a few years, you can take the stake and throw it away because the tree has grown strong enough that it remains straight by itself. Well, the discipline of the child is just like that. The parent's help is necessary at the beginning, especially at the beginning. So remember, discipline does not mean anger. It does not mean punishment. It means a training, a forming of the will so that the will will have control and strength for itself, that it will gain that strength itself. Well, let's, let's pray that we, that we not just understand this, but that we have the grace every day to, to put it in practice in the right measure. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen.